Right. I haven't spoken to some of you, but Happy New Year. <laughs> um, it's great to be back into this new year being, um, yeah, just so excited for what the Lord um, has for us in this year. And um, what I will be sharing with you this morning is something that, Lord, I, during the holidays, I was intentionally not trying to pray for the church. I was, I was trying to spend time with Jesus and, and just but God still spoke to me about the church, and it was like some of the early mornings that, that he would wake me up, and then he would, where this came, um, one of the mornings that he spoke to me about this. So um, I'm going to share today a part one of two messages. Next Sunday, we'll continue with it, um, but the topic that the Lord has given me is pray like Jesus. Pray like Jesus. Part one. <laughs> and today we're going to focus on how important was prayer for Jesus. And next week we're going to focus on how did he pray. Okay, so this morning I want you to, to listen because I believe this is key for us for this year. That we need to pray, 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 pray. Pray as if our lives depend upon it. Everything depends on what the Lord wants to come and do this year. Um, if I would ask you the question, how important is prayer? Who would say it's very important? Okay. So, yeah, keep your hands up. How important is prayer? Who would say it's very important, huh? Okay. All right, so it's very important. Do you agree with me? How often do you pray? <laughs> do we pray enough? Can you ever pray enough? <laughs> if prayer is so important, why don't we pray? If it is so important for us, why don't we pray? What is prayer? Prayer it's more than just bringing our list before God. It's more of, of than just coming with a list and say, Lord, I trust you for this. I trust you for this. You know, prayer, and even we'll look at this next week, but prayer is actually communion with God. It's about a relationship. It's about a father and a son, a father and a daughter that connects. There's a, regardless of what the results will be, it's about that moment. It's not about what the outcome will be. It's about that moment. And we see this in, in Jesus' life. And please excuse me, I'm going to repeat certain scriptures. But we see for Jesus, prayer was very important. Just in the Gospels, um, when you read the Gospels, you see prayer, you, prayer or prayers used 25 times in connection with Jesus. And many other times the words weren't used, but he was praying. And, and it's just, if you look at the life of Jesus, it was marked with prayer. And if you go and do a scan of his life, and you would say, Jesus would say, prayer is important, you will believe him. Because he did it. He prayed. He prayed. Prayer was very important for Jesus. Luke 22, verse 39 to 41, um, just before Jesus was betrayed, it says, and, it came, and he came out and went as was his custom. 
as was his custom. Another translation, as it was his habit. He came to the Mount Olives and he was praying. Now this was a very, uh, very stressful moment because I know, I mean, one translation says he sweated blood. Praying for you. <laughs> praying to take upon him the sins of the world. We can sit here today because he sat in that garden and he prayed for us. 2,000 years later, we can know a father because Jesus prayed. And it's interesting the prayer that he prayed there is like, And he, well, his disciples also prayed with him, but I'm, I'm not going to run ahead of myself. I'm going to come back to that one now. Um, Luke 5, verse 16 um, says, But Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. Often, custom, through the life of Jesus, we see that Jesus saw that prayer is important. And I want to say to us today, pray like Jesus. Pray like Jesus. Pray like Him. When did Jesus pray? Well, there's scriptures that speaks about Jesus praying through the night. I'm looking forward to somewhere through this year that we will pray through the night. We have done it in the past, but praying through the night. Jesus, now we have done praying through the night and then we was whistle off. But He would pray <laughs> through the night. <laughs> like, Next level. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, God, I'm not like you. You are just, you are just amazing. You just, Jesus, the example that you set to us is just next level. Um, now I want to read to you um, where Jesus prayed through the night. And in Luke 6, verse 12 to 13, it says, In these days he went out to the mount to pray, and all night he continued to pray to God. And when, they, when the day came, he called his disciples and chose for them, from them twelve, whom he named apostles. So for Jesus to make a decision who he will leave on this earth to lead the church, he spent a whole night praying. Lord, who is the right people out of everyone, who do I need to choose? Who is the 12? And he spent a whole night. Now, Jesus was fully man and he was fully God. But he still saw it important enough to pray a whole night to make a decision. Sometimes we get into situations and we do a quick skitgebeekie. And there's nothing wrong with the skitgebeekie. <laughs> there's nothing wrong. I mean, if you look at um, the Lord's Prayer, it's, that's a skitgebeekie. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. It's a short, it's a sprint. But then there are times where the Lord is calling us to labor in prayer. And I want to ask you, how important is prayer to you? Will you pray? Will you pray? Will you pray? We see from the life of Jesus that also that he, he prayed early in the morning. Who, who's early risers? <laughs> who's not early risers? 
Who wants to be like Jesus? <laughs> it's eight o'clock early. Well, uh, <laughs> nine o'clock is that early? <laughs> well, depends on how you look at it. <laughs> um, but Jesus prayed early in the morning. We we read about this um, in Mark um, one verse twenty nine to thirty five. It says, and immediately he left the synagogue. And entered the house of Simon Andrew, with um, Simon and Andrew, and with James and John. Now, just just to give you context, just before that, he was preaching in the synagogue. So now he comes to to Peter's house, Simon Peter's house, and then now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her, and he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick and oppressed by demons. And a whole city was gathered together at the door. Now, this was a very busy day. So he started off by preaching in the synagogue, then casting out demons out of some guy there in, 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 in the synagogue, then coming praying for somebody to be healed of a fever. Then people heard about what's happening, and then they are bringing everyone. And there's a verse that says the whole city, verse 33, was gathered together at the door. <laughs> Picture that. Who, think, who of you think that Jesus would have been tired? I mean, it's just, it's, it takes a lot out of, of you. But he, and then it says in verse 34, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. Um, and he, he, he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And, and then this verse 35. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. If you, after a day like that, just want to sleep a bit late. <laughs> Just sleep in. <laughs> Just, Lord, it, I mean, surely, Lord, Lord, there was a demon-possessed guy that got delivered. I mean, I preached the preach of my life in the synagogue. Father, <laughs> um, and there was many people that were healed. Lord, surely I can just sleep in a bit. <laughs> Jesus knew that the more he was giving, he needed to be with his father. Because he said even this thing, I can do nothing unless I see my Father. So he spent the time in the presence of the Father. And he even felt it's important to rise early to go and pray. Prayer was important to Jesus. R.A. Torrey said this, um, the following. He says, happy is the man who has learned the secret from the Lord. So everybody say Happy. <laughs> Happy is the man. Happy is the woman. <laughs> the lady. Okay, now it says, to get alone with God early in the morning <laughs> while others are sleeping, that he may have undisturbed communion with God and ample time of prayer. Happy is the man. Happy is the lady. That he would rise early, that she would rise early, to be alone with God, to have communion with God. 
I, I experienced this like, um, like rising early. Um, this morning I was also up very early. You know the amazing thing, like even last night we had a crazy, some, somehow when I preach, it's just this a lot of distractions. And then you want to prepare and then it's just the thing, and then it's just, and yesterday we had a lot of people through our house and it was like, yo, it was crazy. And last night I thought certain people are going to leave at a certain time and then I only left later. And then I was like, oh, Lord, I need to be ready tomorrow for a preach. And I, I looked at my preach, says, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> and I woke up very early this morning when there was nobody. I heard nobody speaking to me. <laughs> Only the dogs barking outside for something. And the cat looking through the window, just wanting to come in and eat. And I says, no, <laughs> nobody's coming into this moment. <laughs> you stay outside. This moment is between me and Jesus. And, and it's just... The communion that you experience when you spend time with the Lord. And I know some of you are actually people that stay up late. But maybe stay up late till, and then you go to bed. <laughs> but with the Lord <laughs> in the early mornings. But we see from the life of Jesus that he, he prayed in the early mornings. So I want to tell you this week, early morning prayer meetings are starting. <laughs> What's <laughs> the slide? You know, I've seen last year. Last year was the first time in the history since we came to Wellington that I saw so many of this congregation that was not a student praying on a Wednesday morning at 5.30. It was like a revival, seeing so many of you there. Some mornings we were 30, 40 people praying in there. And then to the end of the year, it just like, <laughs> it just dwindled out. Um. But I pray that the Lord will come and do something in us, motivate us. Um, you know, there was one time I asked the Lord, Lord, please, if you want me to go to prayer meeting, please wake me tomorrow morning. <laughs> and then the next morning, I was sleeping, and I, I did set my alarm, but it didn't wake me. And so I felt the step on my shoulder. Now, I was alone in the house. I was in a bachelor's flat. This is, so I'm like, what is this tap on my shoulder? And then I felt the tap on my shoulder again. And, and then I was just dozing off. And then I felt this shaking. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm up. Now, I don't know if that was the Lord or it was just a glitch in my arm or whatever. But I did ask him to wake me. <laughs> and he did do that. So what I've learned is I never ask the Lord whether I should go to prayer meeting. I just go <laughs> because I know he, he, has, he has a heart for us to pray. Okay. And then we see Jesus praying during ordinary life. He prayed for food. He, just, he didn't just pray. He just continued to pray. Um, we see him praying before crises. We see him um, praying in great events like his baptism. In Luke 3, verse 21 to 22, when all people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And it says in the next line, and he was praying. And then what happened? Heaven opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love. With you, um, with you I am well pleased. So during Jesus' baptism, he prayed. And what happened next? He got led by the Spirit into the desert. 
So before big moments, we find Jesus preparing for these moments in prayer. Sometimes we think we can run into difficult moments, guns blazing in our own strength. But that's not what God wants for us, is to, 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 to rely. Prayer is relying on Him more than what we rely on ourselves. Prayer was important for Jesus to even, I mean, fully God, fully man, but still He thought it was important to pray before he goes into the desert. I mean, who of you would pray if you know you're going to fast for 40 days? Not eat or drink anything. Crazy. Then, um, oh, oh, let me just read some scripture here. Mark 1 verse 12 to 13. It says, at once the Spirit sent him out into the desert, and he was in the desert 40 days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with wild animals and angels attended to him. <clears throat> and then I mentioned that scripture in the, in the mount, on the Mount of Olives where he was praying. Um, and it says here, I'm just going to highlight just a few things. Just so, so it says here, um, then Jesus went with them to the place called Gethsemane. And um, he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And asking with him Peter and, and two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And he says he's actually inviting them to pray. We all know what's going to happen after this. He will be crucified. And Jesus, knowing what, why he is here, knowing that the cross is the next step, still went to the Father and prayed three times. Father, if it's your will, will you remove this cup? But not my will, but your will be done. And three times he prayed this. But what's interesting about the scripture is, is that is it, when he gets to his disciples, they're sleeping. When he gets to his disciples, they're sleeping. And he, and he says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. It says, watch. Jesus thought prayer is important, that he spent those moments to the point of sweating blood to pray for what's about to happen. And you know, after that, Jesus stood. But the disciples wobbled a bit because they were sleeping. And I think many of our lives are wobbling because we're sleeping. And God is calling us to pray. To pray with Him. Um, to, to, to ask not so much about the results, but that communion and that time with Him. The results will happen. Jesus prayed after great achievements. He just fed the 5,000. What does He do? He goes to a desolate place and He prays. How many times when we have a victory... We just go off like we've prayed before. God, please help me. Afterwards, we just disappear. Never a thank you. Some of our victories just becomes nothing because we don't celebrate. Or we actually get puffed up or prideful. But Jesus knew that, it, that he was still fully man. That it, he, could still, he, could, he was tempted in everything that we are being tempted in. And he felt it was important to pray. 
He felt, he knew it was important to pray that he may not enter into. So the same weapons that Jesus was using is ours today. So pray that you may not enter into temptation. Some of us are struggling with a sin that you just keep on being tempted. Pray, 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 pray. Trust the Lord to awake you, to come and awake you. I'm, I'm just scanning quickly through. So, um, here's one. Oh, my, my word is hardly not. What's your SV? All right. And then um, withdrawing from busyness to pray. So in Luke 5, verse 15 to 16, um, but now even more, the report about him went abroad. And the great crowds gathered to hear him to be healed of the infirmities, but he would withdraw to a desolate place and pray. So his, his fame started spreading about who this Jesus is. And then, but he would still draw in busyness, draw to the Lord. And I, I read this quote by R.A. Torrey. It says, some men are so busy that they can find no time to pray. But apparently, the busier Christ's life was, the more crowded with necessary activity the more he prayed. There's a book on my bookshelf. I haven't read it, but the title is quite catching. It says, I'm too busy not to pray. I'm too busy not to pray. So the more busy Christ's life became, he prayed. And who of you have experienced the more busy you became, the more, the less you actually press into the Lord. But isn't that actually when we actually need to press, maybe our lives will become le less complicated when we pray more. Because we have to deal with all the other things that we have to try and do in our own strength. Where if we just pray, God will do the heavy lifting <laughs> in our lives. Huh? Imagine that. And then prayer was so important to Jesus. This is the last one. That even his last words was a prayer. Luke 23, verse 46. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having, having said this, he breathed his last. It was so important that even his last words was a prayer. And then before that, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. So the life of Jesus was marked with prayer. I wrote a few thoughts here. When we pray, we acknowledge that we need Him. More than the list we will bring, it's more about the relationship than what it is about the results. Even Jesus knew that. It was for Him important to speak to His Father, even though He knew that He will go to the cross. It wasn't about the results. It was still, God, your will be done, not mine. Um, get alone with God. Pray during the night. Pray through the night. Pray early in the morning. Pray before events. Pray um, when you reach, when you hear, receive bad news. This is another thing. Jesus just heard that John the Baptist got beheaded. And the very next verse is, he went to a desolate place to pray. That's how he dealt with bad news. He went to the Lord. 
I didn't even mention that now. But it's just amazing if you just study the life of Christ, just how powerful it is. Pray after great achievements. Pray when you're too busy to pray. Pray when you're tempted. Pray, pray, pray. 1 Thessalonians 5 or 7, never stop praying. Never stop praying. I believe the Lord is calling us to come to a place this year to actually pray. Not just corporate prayers, but actually pray, pray, pray. And in a moment, I'm going to give um, time for us to even like, there's a book by Andrew Murray that speaks about just the, the, the sin of prayerlessness. And that we actually need to repent of prayerlessness. And maybe this morning, without you feeling condemned, you know, when you hear a message like this, it's like, oh, I feel bad. I'm not praying enough. I'm not doing, <laughs> especially if you come out of some of those work based churches like i'm not praying enough help me lord and, and then you beat yourself like martin luther then <laughs> like like beat the flesh into something it's like you we're so heavy on ourselves why do we do that let's just repent <laughs> let's turn to him and ask him for the ability to pray to 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 commune with him to to, to relate with him um it's so important for us so what we're going to do as a church, um, and then I'm going to want us to pray together. But next Monday, not the, the, this Monday that's coming, the next Monday, the 29th of Jan, till the 31st of January, we're going to pray together as a church. We're going to do a three-day fast. Um, and this, I woke up one night between 12 and 3. And this is what the Lord says. I want you to do a three-day fast. I know we did it last year. And I was like, God, I don't want to do it every year because we're doing it. I, I want to do it because you are, are in that. And then I, I heard him say, the first day focus on abiding. The second day focus on belonging. And the third day focus on contribute. And those of you that are new with us, that's our values. It's like abiding is our relationship with Jesus. So the first day, we as a church are going to pray for the abiding in our midst with Jesus, that we will just go to a new level in our relationship with the Lord this year. And we're just going to set out a day to pray for one another, to say, Lord, I pray for more of you in my life. Um, I pray, Lord Jesus, that, that even that, that I will be led by the Spirit in a way that I've never led before, um, that the love for your word will, will grab my heart. So that's day one is going to be, we're going to set out that day to pray. And then the second day, we're going to pray for our belonging. We're going to pray that those that are lonely and that feeling outside of family, that they will be brought into family. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to pray that um, the Lord will guard us against offenses, that the Lord will come and, and, and just move in our midst in such a way that our relationships will be guarded. Now, I'm going to still share, we will share details, but don't worry, I'll, we'll send through the information. And then the third day is con contributing. We're we going to focus on praying for salvations, praying for discipleship, praying that the Lord will activate gifts in our midst, praying that those that need to step out, that will step out, that the body will not just be a, a sitting, receiving, but that we will actually be a giving. And so that, yeah, just trust that as we take those three days, that we will set, set it apart to the Lord. And there's so many testimonies. I mean, even Lushal testified. Do you want to quickly say what the previous fast 
that in your life? Like um, I realized it actually quite late in the year, but um, since I can remember in high school, I've been on antidepressants, and during that fast, I, we didn't even pray about it, actually. We ju I, I just, we decided for a while, let's just try and stop it. Um, I've tried so many times before, and I've always had to go back, but since that fast, I've never had to go back on my medication again. I've never had the need for it. So, yeah. Amen. So I've heard so many stories of that, um, of just the Lord did this in my. So what? Nobody's going to be forced to, to to fast in any way. That I'm. I, all I want to ask you is go and pray, and ask the Lord, how do you want me to to approach this fast? Um, it could be for the children that you maybe don't eat sweets for three <laughs> or, or whatever or for the um maybe there's a medical condition that you can maybe not do a full fast or something but you can give up this go and pray and the the, the aim for us to do this as a congregation and and the, the the unity of that of us praying together and i believe i i'm I don't want to put it out there, but I think there will be more times like this in the year where we'll actually turn and pray and seek the Lord for specific things. Um, I remember a time a few years ago where other Jostian congregations would phone us to pray into certain areas. Pray Wellington because they knew that we were praying. It wasn't about the prayers that we were praying, but they found there was a people found praying. And, and that's what I'm trusting, that in this year, that the Lord was something reboot of that. That, that it, it's not just about, I attend so many prayer meetings, but we are a praying people. We pray. Um, it's not, we just, we don't focus overly upon that. We will still fellowship and we will still feast together and, and we'll have community life together. But that the Lord will find a praying people in our midst. All right, so, and then... We're still sent through the details, but the, the morning we'll have a prayer time in the evenings, both of all three days. We'll have an a.m. and a p.m. prayer time. We'll send through the, the times and the dates and where it will be. And then on the Wednesday evening, I want us to do a combined community. Now, I've seen with combined communities that sometimes we think it's not that important. But I want you to come in your numbers that evening. And we're going to have an hour where we're just going to celebrate who God is. We're going to put together a big band, or maybe the Lord says, strip it all away, and we have a very small band. I don't know what He will ask us, but we, we're going to give an hour where we just, we fasted for three days. We're going to celebrate the goodness of our God and just have the whole church together for an hour where we pray with the kids. Everyone join in, and then we break the fast by taking communion, and if some of the comms want afterwards to go and do picnic to, to feast or whatever, we can do that. But the, the heart of that is that, that we do this together as a church. So I'm saying this now to you so that you can prepare. Our first year students, they have arrived on Friday. Um, so they, they don't know this. So I want you to start speaking to them about They're still choosing which church they're going to go to. But just while they're choosing, they can just fast with us anyway. <laughs> um, and some of the, they're going to visit comms this week. And then on Sunday, they will see them for the first time in the meeting. So that you, um, just so that you're aware. But, but I, with or without them, we're going to 
We're going to pray and fast as a church. So um, just open up your ears for the details on that. And then, um, okay. Admin out of the sight of Aripatet, this what I was saying. I want you to get a device that you can write something down. It can be a pen on paper or you can put a, um, a note on your phone. I want you to write down three things. Okay. If you're ready, um, look at me, then I can know who's ready. Okay. So I'm going to give you three things that you need to pray for. And we're going to trust for this year. And, and then through the year, we're going to celebrate as they happen. We're going to celebrate those moments. And we're going to pray. Um, I remember when we were still leading a car many years ago also. I mean, there was just a special grace to, to pray for things. Like somebody needs a laptop, we pray, and the Lord provides a laptop. Somebody needs to go somewhere and needs to get a business, we pray. And then other comms started saying, can you pray for us? <laughs> and it was just, it was a season of just the Lord's favor of just asking and praying. And I'm trusting that in this year, if we talk to Him, that, we, that it's not about the results, but we'll actually have communion with Him. But in that communion, in that relationship, we will see the hand of God move in our midst. Um, and do amazing things. So, okay, the first thing that, that you need to write down that I want you to pray for is pray this following prayer. And it says, Lord, teach me to pray. That's your first prayer. <laughs> and we'll speak about that next week. But that's a prayer I want you to pray. And then the next two things... I want you to quickly write down two things that you are trusting the Lord for. Two things that you want to pray for. It can be for somebody's salvation. It can be for a job. It can be, it can be for more of Him. Maybe it's not about material things. Maybe you just trust Him. But write down two things that you feel the Holy Spirit highlight to you. Obviously, this list can grow. But I, I want to just put out three things through the year, that you'll keep on praying until, yeah, and that you'll praise the Lord, whether it's coming through or not, but that you will pray these things. So write down those three things, and when you're ready, just look at me, and then we're going to pray a bit.